Bright Suns listeners, welcome back to Fast Pass to Fridays. I am your host, Devin. And I'm Carrie. And if you don't know today's topic by our epic intro, then shame on you. Today, we are talking all things Planet Batu with a very special guest. Bailey, aka Tinkerbell, is a fellow Disney fanatic who has over 11,000 followers on her Disney IG. And she happens to be one of our amazing brand reps for our small shop, Zippity Tees. Um, she is a Disneyland Premier Pass holder who has visited Black Spire Outpost several times and is giving us all the details today on this new Star Wars land. So welcome to the podcast, Bail. Hi, y'all. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited <laughs> We're really to have you. Yeah. Thanks for doing it for of with course. us. Of course. I mean, I've never been on a podcast before, so we'll see how this goes, but I'm so excited. <laughs> But wow. We are saying this before in an older podcast. We're just thankful that it's not a YouTube channel. Nobody can see us. This is very. Who <laughs> wants to see this right now? <laughs> we're all on. We're all on our individual beds in our different states right now. For everybody listening, we're all. We're all in bed. <laughs> we're on the same page, though. It's all good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Bailey, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So. Um, I have had a Disney Instagram, I guess you could call it, for about a year. Um, I started it because I got my annual pass when I moved back to California um, and have always loved Disney, have always loved visiting, but usually growing up, we would only go about once a year. Um, But having the freedom to go more often, I opted for that annual pass and I use it like the best of my ability. Like I go once a week, it's mostly. and then, like, outside of Disney, I'm a teacher, um, and I love my job, and I, yeah, I don't know, just a California girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was super fun. Very lucky. It's, it's definitely a dream. It's, I'm living the, the Disney California dream, which <laughs> very blessed. <laughs> okay, you so. live vicariously through you. Yeah. Through main, main job. Disney annual main job is Disney annual pass holder side job teaching yes honestly (laughs) this is very true most people at my like my faculty co-workers they also have annual passes so that's pretty fun so I feel like that's a big thing it's yeah huge in California. I think that I read a statistic. This could be totally wrong. I'm just gonna say it anyway. I think I read a statistic where 35 percent of ticket holders at Disneyland are annual pass holders. Wow. Oh wow. That's cool. Mostly annual pass people. I think that Florida is a lot more of a like destination like vacation travel place Mm -hmm. where people Mm -hmm. stay but Disneyland is definitely more of the the local scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've only been once and that was a few years back, but it just seemed like everyone was just it was just like a smaller community and not so many like touristy people running around and trying to get in line. Yeah. Very Uh casual. Like there's times where I go that I don't even go on rides. I'll just go and get brunch with a friend, you know, on a Sunday morning, which um, people I think out of state don't <laughs> see that as like a normal thing, but I treat it sort of like a mall. I don't know. It's sort of like just people um, from the area meet up there and hang out. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been to Disney World? I have. Yeah, I actually have a premiere pass 
and I'm sort of, <laughs> which is like crazy um, that I just upgraded to that. But uh, I have been to Disney World, I think five times. Um, growing up, we went as a family a few times, like as a family vacation. And then I went last year twice. And now I have a trip planned for September to go to my first Halloween party. So I've never been. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> through both of you. <laughs> Come on, just yeah, join so- us. Yeah. <laughs> what is the premier pass? That's for both parks? Yeah, so it's for both parks. So any park in the United States. So it doesn't include okay. uh, any of the Asia parks or Europe, but any park in Florida including the water parks um, and California parks. And there's no blockout days. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely, it was a splurge for me, but it made sense because of, I had already, I already had the signature pass for Disneyland, which is like one of the highest passes. And then I just had to pay the difference. And I went on a vacation to Disney World with my family and I was already paying the ticket price for that so it was the difference between that so it only came out to like not a lot of money in between so I just decided to upgrade for the rest of the year until May so I'll do Disney World in the coming months (laughs) too bad we're not going at the same time I know too easy (laughs) should have planned that zippity tees brand rep meet up (laughs) yeah that would have been cool yeah Next year. <laughs> Next year. We'll figure it out when Carrie can come. <laughs> yeah, when Carrie can come after she's lifted off from work. Yeah. 100%. Oh, those those things? We get those things? Vacations? What? You get vacations, supposedly. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll yeah. jump into the actual thing today, which sure. is... Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Planet Batu opened at Walt Disney World today when we're um, doing this podcast. So <laughs> who knows when this podcast will come out, hopefully the next day or so. But um, yeah, it seemed crazy. I saw video footage of people getting there at like 2.30 or 3 in the morning. And Hollywood Studios open at like 4.30, which is crazy. Um, but Bailey, you've been to the one at Disneyland. Um, but obviously they're very similar, I think, right? They're not super different, except I think the blue and green milk are alcoholic at Disney World, and that's the biggest difference I've seen so far or heard so far. But um, what was it like entering Planet Batu for the first time? What was, what was the experience like? Yeah, so I was really fortunate to go opening day, um, which was May 31st at Disneyland and I went with my family. So my younger sister and my parents, um, we stayed at, when they released that they were going to have a reservation period. And it said that if you were staying at a hotel on property that you would automatically have a reservation for the land. Um, I went directly to the Disney website and I bought a hotel room for my family um, for the night before it opened because I figured that if I was, part of my stay was during the time that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was open, that I would get a reservation. Um, Mm -hmm. And we were fortunate, fortunate enough to have a reservation for the first period. So it was eight to noon, I believe. Um, and so this in, it was part of 
we went down the night before um, we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, and then that morning was crazy because we were getting up early to get into the park. I think they let us in at 5, I want to say. Um, I could be totally wrong again. I'm trying to remember all the way back to May. <laughs> but we bought to go into the park very early, and it was empty, but there were lines of people outside. There were lines for people that were just buying merchandise because they had specific merchandise for the day, um, and that merchandise would, was released in... Um, the Star Wars uh, launch bay, which was in Tomorrowland, um, and the people in that line, and then the people that had reservations. So we could get in and get our wristband. Then, so that was really, really easy. I was shocked at how organized everything was. Um, they let us through, everything was really organized. We got to go through the line, they gave us a wristband, and then basically we were held outside in Tomorrowland um, for, a, for about an hour just waiting in a huge group of people um, that also had that first reservation time. We got some food in Tomorrowland and just hung out and tried to stay awake because it was so early. And then they started leading us from Tomorrowland to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So it was um, that area, if you're familiar with Disneyland, is you go around the Matterhorn and then you go through Fantasyland and then into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is behind um, Fantasyland and behind Frontierland. Um, so they let us through the middle opening because there's three entrances to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We went through the middle one and they had, um, all of the press and all of the, like, behind the scenes people that had worked on the land for so long were, like, lining us like a tunnel, like we were entering, like, a, like a coliseum sort of thing, like, cheering for us, um, <laughs> like, watching our faces because it was the first time that they, that guests outside of, like, cast members were able to experience um, that too in any way. So we got to walk through there. Um, and it was one of the most surreal experiences, mostly because it was like the big, I can't even believe that it's in Disneyland. That's one of the things that it's like, you don't feel like you're at Disneyland anymore. I feel like it fits better at Hollywood studios, like thinking about how Hollywood studios is set up. Um, that galaxy's edge would work better there but at disneyland it's just it's always been like basically the same setup for like my whole life um so the fact that now there's this other land that just felt sort of like out of place but when you walk into it it doesn't feel like you're at disneyland anymore um which was a huge feat i think that they really hit it out of the park with theming and with making you feel like you've been transported to another planet that's so cool. And that's like, I guess the whole point, right? Is like, they really wanted you to feel like a part of the planet and totally take you away from Disneyland. Yeah. Mm -hmm, totally. So you're walking from Frontierland, like really not that far into Galaxy's Edge, but it's like a totally new environment. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It worked. I like it. That's so Just because cool. I'm curious, but it's not one of our questions. What are like the... What are the cast members' costumes like? Because yeah. they've got to be <laughs> out of this world, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the one to crack the bag. I'm so but... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Perfect. A plus. Um, <laughs> yeah, the costumes look sort of like the move, like like how people would dress in the movies, like people on commoners or whatever. I don't know. They have like. Some of them have like really flat hats. Some of them have like drapey things on them. Um, but it's, 
I don't know. It's, it's, they're interesting costumes and they sort of act like they're part of a different planet, but in the same way, they look very normal. That That must have been like so hard though for like especially opening day to like maintain the crowd levels and then be like that character, you know? Because it's Mm -hmm. not like they're just cast members; they're basically in a role, right? Mm -hmm. In character, while you tell a a family to back up, (laughs) move the stroller. (laughs) They're in a role. I think a whole lot less than it was event. It was supposed to be. I think that the Star Wars Uh, Hotel at that they're making in Walt Disney World is going to be what Galaxy's Edge was originally supposed to be with the role-playing cast members and things like that. Um, and like the immersive nature of it. I think they they just have some um, phrases that sort of set them apart as like, we're on another planet. Um, but generally they're, you know, the, just the best cast members, like, everywhere else in the park, you know. God, could you imagine um, getting that chance, too? Like, oh, by the way, now yeah. we're on Planet Batu. Like, <laughs> so cool. It is really neat. It's really neat. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, it feels like you're on a different planet. It feels like you're in a different space. Um, and the cast members definitely add to that. Cool. Yeah. Um, have you seen a difference in crowd sizes when you go? yes yeah and I think well Disneyland had like a a rough summer attendance wise and I think that that's been heavily reported on um in the media as something that has been really bad but to me it has been great because it's been um (laughs) and I know that's only because I'm fortunate to have a pass that isn't blocked out most pass holders were blocked out um there was only like two tiers, like the highest tiers that that were still allowed in the park. Everyone else had to either be in California Adventure or they were blocked out completely. So um, it was really interesting to see how it changed. The first day we were there at, in Galaxy's Edge, we were able to do everything. We went on the ride twice. We went to Oga's Cantina. We like went in all the shops everything was good. I didn't do the first time I went, I didn't make a lightsaber and I didn't make a droid. Um, those things were like not as important to me as like do as experiencing the land itself. Um, Mm. for the first time I was there, but yeah, it's definitely, that was the busiest day that was galaxy's edge for me was during the reservation period, honestly. And then after that, it has been pretty empty. Um, which I think just is because of good planning first of all they like planned really well to like make sure that like it wasn't going to be overcrowded and that people weren't going to freak out because it was too crowded i think it's better if people are freaking out because it's not very crowded than like if it was too crowded so i'm like glad for it being empty because it's allowed me to like make a lightsaber it's allowed me to like go to the cantina multiple times and um go on the the ride as many times as I want, basically. So, um, and then the rest of Disneyland has been even more empty. <laughs> so uh, it's been like the dream summer that has never happened before, you know? That's um, so crazy. I just can't even imagine that at Disney World. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I don't think that that's ever going to be the case. Like I was looking at the, I mean, I was looking at the uh, times today on the app to yeah. like check it out because I was really interested in like, okay, how are they going to deal with crowds and it looked like it was pretty empty on other rides like even in Magic Kingdom like it was 
pretty uh, empty today. Yeah. Um, I did see Smuggler's Run wait time get up to about 300 minutes. Uh, I saw that too. <laughs> but that was like, yeah, I think that was in the early morning. And then I actually checked morning. this evening and it was yeah. like, it was only 75 minutes. And I was Which shocked. Was easy, you know, like compared to some other amusement park releases where it's been so like like 10 hour waits you know what I mean like I could never do that and I think Disney was trying to avoid that at all costs and I think that they did a good job of that yeah because that's when people get really upset you know when they're paying so much money it's like they have to have some kind of system in order which makes total sense exactly exactly well um do you have a favorite photo spot in Planet Batu um or is there a wall? <laughs> I mean, there, there is a wall. There's a wall. I mean, if I'm going to be the basic Disneyland person, Disneyland Instagram and say that there is a wall. People are calling it the droid wall. And it's like a blue stripe. And I have, I, I don't, I took one picture there. I'm not really a wall person, to be honest. <laughs> but maybe that's just because I'm not at Disney World. And Disney World has so many walls. So many, yeah. Disneyland, like, doesn't have that as much I think so um trying to get creative is with picture spots is really what I try to do like finding something that isn't on my feed all the time um I think is really important so like my favorite I mean duh in front of the Millennium Falcon Mm -hmm. but um there's like I took a picture that in front up on a ledge that overlooks the Millennium Falcon and I think that that's a better spot rather than like right down in front but um yeah I mean most of the color scheme is like really beige so it's not like anything that pops so like trying to find things for pictures is mostly okay what can I find that's going to um I don't know make this picture stand out um right yeah and not be like every other person's galaxy's edge picture today (laughs) (laughs) try and stand out good point yeah um what about some must-have merchandise? Ooh, good question. Um, okay, so I <laughs> I tried. I went multiple times, and they had sold out for for this one thing. The few times that I went, but they have this stuffed porg at Toy Darien Toy Makers. That's like it looks like it's been like stitched together. It's not like the puppet one that you can make that you can get um, from the creature stall. It's like a smaller one that. Um, that's like more of a crafty looking I think I've seen photos of these is there like little Yodas too and like Chewy so they have like a bunch of different characters and they look really like that they were made by someone they don't look like they were um mass produced even though they are mass produced um (laughs) and they had been out of the porg like three times in a row that I went and then I saw it one time and I was like I have to have it <laughs> so that was really cute um I also would say a hundred percent that the lightsaber experience is worth it and I know that it costs an arm and a leg to do it um but it was not just like a, oh here's a lightsaber it was like oh you get to like choose what you want and like make it your own and there was a story to it and it felt very intimate um to make a lightsaber and feel like it was part of a bigger story um so and they're like nice 
too. They're not like cheaply made. They're like, they feel heavy and um, they like perform well and make cool sounds. And yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, this is like an extra <laughs> um, expense and like, it's really an extra toy like to have, but it's really cool and worth it. Yeah. So were you, are you um, team first order or <laughs> rebel alliance? <laughs> um I'm the first resistance. order no I'm not first order I'm the resistance yeah yeah, yeah I love I love my Ray girl um <laughs> even though I love Kylo and um can we detour for one second and talk about the trailer that was released a few days ago did you see I'm it I'm such a bad person I have not seen it yet but I heard I that, haven't like, either <laughs> yeah I'm it. such like a, I know I'm going fake, off of the fake fan the it's Oh my gosh. I won't say really? anything. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I have to go look at that after this. I will definitely check it out. Did yeah. you meet Ray? Were you able to like meet any characters walking around? Um, I was, okay. So that's part of the, the strange thing is that they like interact with the people in Batu, like sort of not like normal characters. And I'm not like a huge character person. Like I don't really wait in a line to like meet Mickey like that's not really something that I normally do unless it's like a special occasion um so in Batu, there's no like formal line there's no like here's Kylo behind this wall you get to wait in line and then you can take a picture with him with a photo pass person like that's not there um it's just they're walking around so there's Kylo I had a really cool encounter with Kylo Ren where he like comes up and they and like stormtroopers that like look at you and like make the banter at you and say like random things um ray is beautiful of course and like walking around with like her cool staff and like uh um these goals it's, it's literally <laughs> so cool so like yeah i was there on sunday and i was i saw ray walking the other way. i was like hi ray she's like hello you know like in her Aww. amazing accent <laughs> I do. and i was like ah um and i've seen chewy a few times and then there's a specific character to Batu, mm -hmm. um Vi Marathi, um who is this like beautiful cool woman with like blue hair and I haven't had like a huge interaction with her but I know of people that have and she'll like try to hide from stormtroopers and she's like part of the resistance and there's a huge story behind her and I hope that Galaxy's Edge does more stuff with her like I hope that maybe she's in Rise of the Resistance ride or like things are explained a little more because right now she's sort of like in the background and I don't know if it's meant to be that way. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They're cool though. They walk around. There's just, it's not formal in the way that every other park is. Well, I feel like Disneyland too. Like when I went there, like they had just like Mickey and like Chip and Dale just walking around. And I feel like at Disney world, they're like, <laughs> there's like bodyguards around them and like people can't just go up to them like no there's a specific meeting spot and all that and I feel like that's what bodyguards land apart ropes know? yeah ropes everything you have to like underground them. tunnels yeah <laughs> yeah Disneyland definitely has more characters walking around um like on any given day I see a, I see Merida I see Alice I see evil queen like just people walking around which is really mm -hmm. cool and they interact with each other too which is oh that's neat fun to watch i've never seen that that's i fun. know i was gonna say i don't think i've yeah. ever seen that yeah like peter pan like going up to alice and like alice wanting to like have a tea party or like really oh. fun things like that um 
yeah so that's, that's so i think something that can happen at a smaller park disney world's just so much more like boom 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 structured um definitely much bigger like everything disneyland is quaint <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you were able to build um, the lightsaber or do you have plans to build a droid or i here's the thing i am a shopaholic and i <laughs> admit that and i accept it but so like every part of me wants to build a droid to have a droid pet baby but mm -hmm. it was one of those things where i was like am i gonna do anything that is always the question <laughs> Uh, so I mean I could say the same thing about my lightsaber but I just enjoy having that I think with the droid um it's just too heavy for me to bring to Disneyland on like a normal basis or like too big and bulky like I probably wouldn't bring it around if I got one that's whole part of buying a droid is that it interacts with the land so I don't have plans to make one right now may I make one in the future maybe but <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not on my list of things that I need to do just yet. I'm so excited. I got reservations to make one. I think oh, November first. I, I like it. jumped on it right away. I was like, I have to do this. BB eight or the R two unit? I'm still undecided. I'm leaning towards BB eight, but then I like the old school me wants, you know, R two D two. So it's I think I'm just gonna like go there and just be in the moment and figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're so cute, and I want one. I just right now it's just not. It hasn't not cards for now. <laughs> and then I was also thinking, like, how the heck am I going to bring a lightsaber to the airport with me? Like, on the <laughs> Would that be my carry-on? <laughs> approved. You can put that in your checked luggage. <laughs> it's just sticking out of my luggage bag. It's fine. Yeah. I can imagine that Orlando's going to get a lot of that now. I just want to bring it through the metal detector and just have it go off constantly. <laughs> oh my God. Is that really what you want, Devin? <laughs> I'm sure that's not what other people want. But I saw something today that said that those um, Coke bottles and Sprite mm -hmm. bottles can't, aren't TSA approved anymore because oh. they look too much yeah. like weapons. They, yeah, I could see that. So so you can, what do you like now? <laughs> like a you can't even bring bottle. water bottles through so right but i mean even closed in your luggage oh weird? really i don't like think they so. can't fly at all i don't think so wow. i could be again totally wrong in spreading lies don't listen to me. <laughs> i'll try but it <laughs> oh wow well, well speaking of the uh the drinks Yes. What are your favorite drinks? If you've been to Oga's Cantina or have you had the, are you team blue milk or green milk? Oh my gosh, I could talk about this forever. Okay, I do wish it was like Disney World and we had the like extra alcohol added things. Um, but I am glad that it is reserved to just the cantina because Disneyland, I mean, as a whole doesn't have alcohol in it, um, except for Club 33 and now Oga's Cantina. Um, and my favorites are at the cantina. I've, I've been fortunate enough to go a few times and like share drinks with people every time so that I could try everything. Um, the, I think it's called the T16 Skyhopper is like this green drink. It's like melon um, and it has half and half in it. So it's like creamy um, 
and like a milkshake, but it's really good and refreshing. So I love that one. But my favorite drink is the Outer Rim. The Outer Rim is a tequila-based drink. It's like a margarita almost, but it has like a passion fruit um, puree on top and a black sea salt rim. So Ooh. good. That's the one I always get. Yeah. Um, at crazy. Disneyland, it's a two-drink limit, even if it doesn't have alcohol in it, and you can only stay in the cantina for 45 minutes. Um, okay. So... And sometimes it takes a while for the drinks to get to you. So it's sort of like, oh my gosh, I can only be in here for 15 more minutes and I have two drinks. Um, so it can get a little crazy that way in rushing. But um, I usually get the Skyhopper and the um, Outer Rim. I did get the Porg, the Porg mug. I think it was a, a Yub Nub in the Porg mug um, that they had at Disneyland. Um, which I highly The names are great. I know it's the same. Um, I highly recommend that, but I didn't like the drink inside. I just like the most. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a non-alcoholic drink. And then my favorite drink, which I post about on my Instagram maybe three times a week, is um, (laughs) Milo Rune Juice from Ronto Roasters. I called it Milu Run Juice for like the longest time. It's called, and then someone, one of the cast members was like, it's Milu, my, I can't even say it. It's so good. Okay. My, Milu Rune, Milu Rune Juice. Um, it is, I need to like look up the ingredients because it was amazing the first time I had it. Um, and so every time I go to Disneyland, I have to get it. It's just that good. Um, so that's like my really go-to food at Disneyland right now is I get a Ronto wrap and I get my Lurune juice. Um, I wonder if it'll let me see, but it's like a mostly a desert pear based um, drink. And it has that, you know, those ice cubes that are like <laughs> um, ovals, like the, the good ice. If you know what I'm talking about. It's good <laughs> yeah, ice. yeah. Yes. <laughs> not, not all ice is just the same ice. There are different kinds of ice. We There's different kinds of ice and we can appreciate that. Um, that the Milo Rune juice, it's like a purple color. Um, I'm literally pulling it up. What's in it? Okay, so it's Barlitos. I probably said that wrong. I'm sorry. Aguas Frescas Pineapple, Simply Lemonade with Blueberry, White Cranberry Juice, Lemon Juice, and Desert Pear. Ooh. Um, Love that. It sounds really crazy. Good. It is sweet, but it's really good. Um, so I always get that when I go now. Um, I am on team blue milk. Uh, green was too like florally for me. I liked the blue one better, but um, I heard that the blue milk in the cantina is different than the blue milk at the milk stand. And I've only ever had the one at the milk stand. I think the milk stand one is frozen and the indoor one is not frozen. I think it's just cold. So okay. who knows? Um, but yes, Milo Rune, blue milk, outer rim. Those are the, the three best drinks. Very cool. <laughs> Good to know. Good yes. To know. <laughs> um, we got to wrap it up just a little bit, maybe like two more questions. Yeah. But was Smuggler's Run worth the hype? And what role did you play yeah. <laughs> in the ride? Question. Um, I have been all of the roles. So oh, cool. pilot, gunner, and engineer. It was the most fun as pilot. Honestly, I wouldn't wait more than 30 minutes to be gunner or the engineer. Um, but you don't know, right, until, like, you get in the actual... That's, that's very true. You, don't, you won't know until you get there unless you're with a group of people, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so if you're with people and you're like, oh, let me be pilot, then, like, be pilot. But 
Pilot is the most fun because you're right at the front and you can see the screen really well. Um, and you're like flying the Millennium Falcon, which is the coolest thing. You can put it into hyperdrive. It's like the, it's amazing. Um, it's harder when you're the gunner or the engineer because the buttons are on the side of the cockpit. So you have to turn to the side to press the buttons you need to press. So you can't really watch what's going on or like see where you're going or like what's going, what's happening. Um, which I think is the general consensus of like most people that have been on the ride say that pilot is the best position. And then sometimes if you go on it with a friend, one other friend, and you're in the cockpit with four other people and you have like a 10 year old driving as the pilot, like your ride experience will be way different than like if you were with a group of friends that like everyone knows each other and you're yelling at each other to like press certain buttons or like keep going because the ride I've been on it where it's shorter than other times. So like mm -hmm. it, it depends on how well you do as to how far you go, sort of like a video game. At least that was my experience before. Um, so yeah, I mean, pilot on the, the right seat pilot is the one that gets to pull um, and put it into hyperdrive and that's the best spot. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. It's fun. But not, I mean, it, I, I'm waiting for Rise of the Resistance, to be honest. I think that it was a fun ride, but it's not, yeah. it, I don't think it was worth as much hype as it could have been, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that from other people too. Rise of the Resistance sounds like it's going to be amazing though, so we'll hold yeah. out. Yeah, holding out hope for that. Yeah. We'll make you come back on another podcast and tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Would love it. Um, well, I guess our last question would be, um, what would be like the top five things you would tell someone to experience on Batu? Um, okay. Top five things. I would say if you were going for the first time, definitely. I didn't mean to like talk <laughs> badly about Smuggler's Run. A first time person should definitely go on Smuggler's Run. Definitely try to go to the cantina. Even if you're not there to drink alcohol like it's still such a fun environment um there's kids in there like it's definitely like a family place to be um and they have non-alcoholic drinks as well but it's a really fun experience three ronto roasters to get the milo rune juice and a ronto wrap is like my go-to dinner at disneyland right now highly recommend that um lightsaber experience just because it's worth the hype i think it's the thing that's most worth the hype in galaxy's edge right now um, and number five, I don't know. People watch. It's like a really great place to just sit back <laughs> and experience yeah. like, that's awesome. Like something that was like created beautifully. Um, like just, just experiencing like that. So many people put so much work and time and effort into creating something amazing. So sitting back and experiencing it as it was meant to be experienced as like a, a new world and like sitting in that for a little bit, I think is one of my favorite things to do. Wow. That was a top notch answer, Bailey. That was really yeah, awesome. that was good. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone listening to the podcast whips out their pen and paper. <laughs> right Listen, now. So you need to school do. teacher. <laughs> I went to teacher school. They teach me how to make lists and outline. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I mean, I, I love that too. I go there now all the time when I go to Disneyland and yeah, highly recommend it. I think it was very, very well done. 
It's good to hear that it majority of it lived up to the hype. Definitely. Definitely. Good. Now we wait for rise of the resistance. (laughs) Yes. Now we wait. Now we wait impatiently. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and telling us everything you could about planet Batu and star Wars galaxy's edge and all that fun stuff. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Amazing. I love this. I'll get to live through you. So (laughs) yeah, let's come visit anytime. (laughs) Oh, we will. Yes. (laughs) Good time, Bailey. (laughs) You can't extend the offer if you don't want the acceptance. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Well, thank you everybody who's listening. Um, Thanks again, Bailey, for hopping on here and talking with us. And sharing all her awesome experiences with Batu, and um, we're super excited for everything else that's coming up. And well, yeah. Anything else, Deb? Um, make sure you follow us on Fast Pass to Fridays. That's important. Instagram. Make sure you follow. <laughs> make sure you follow Bailey at Tinker Bail, right, Bailey? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of course, her Instagram's amazing. By the way, guys, it's so good. Um, and yeah. Oh, and then I picked a winner for our discount this week and it's actually Carrie. It's your friend, Emma. So Emma Shores. Oh, <laughs> she'll be Get excited. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's it. yeah. Thanks everybody. Until next time. Till the spires, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye guys.